Section twenty one of the Antiku. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Antiku by Jean Sharp and Bruce Jenkins. The Importance of Non Violent Discipline. Recognizing that violence undermines the dynamics and strength of nonviolent struggle, the putschists may often deliberately seek to provoke the resistors to use violence. Violence and plans to use violence may be falsely attributed to resistors. Repression, particularly brutal repression, may be intended to provoke the resistors into a violent response. At other times, agents provocateurs are placed within resistance groups to instigate or even commit acts of violence in order to support the charge that the resistors are using violence. All these provocations to violence must be rebuffed if the defenders are not to undermine their own defense. This anti-coup defense is based on the technique of nonviolent struggle. A grand strategic requirement of nonviolent struggle is that courageous struggle must be combined with nonviolent discipline. See Jean Sharp, The Politics of Nonviolent Action, pages 586 to 620. Nothing is to be gained, and a lot can be lost, by the killing of young soldiers who have found themselves in the Putchet's army. The perpetration of violence, especially killings by the resistors, helps to undermine the otherwise non-violent struggle in several ways. Resistance violence may help unite the Putschists' basic supporters and military forces against the anti-coup defenders. In contrast, the main defense strategy regarding such soldiers is to undermine their morale and to induce them to become unreliable and even to mutiny. That aim is made almost impossible to achieve when the soldiers are targets of resistance violence. Violence by the defenders will be used by the putschists to justify overwhelming repression, which they wanted to use anyhow. It will be used to claim that the Putschists are saving the country from terrorism or civil war, and are preserving law and order. Violence by the defenders may also weaken their own side, as people may be less willing to support or employ violence, than participate in a fully non-violent resistance. Repression of defiant and disciplined non-violent resistors can at times have the opposite effect to that intended by the repressor. In this situation, there is a strong tendency for the violent repression to react against the repressor's own power position. This is the process called political jiu-jitsu. Repression against courageous but non-violent resistors can harm the repressor's power position in several ways. Such repression and the impact of brutalities 
may at times help to increase the number of resistors among the defending population and increase their determination they may also sow doubts and reservations in the minds of the putschists troops and other supporters creating unease opposition and finally disaffection and resistance among the attacker's own population functionaries and military forces heavy repression against the non-violent defenders may also arouse stronger international opposition to the coup and mobilize international opinion and diplomatic and economic action against the putschists this process of political jiu-jitsu is a great help when it occurs however the strategy of the anti-coup defense should not depend upon it the strategy should instead concentrate primarily on the repudiation of the putschists legitimacy and defy their attempts to gain control through massive non-cooperation and political defiance in summary maintenance of non-violent resistant behavior by the anti-coup defenders is likely to contribute to one winning sympathy and support two reducing casualties three inducing disaffection and mutiny of the opponent's troops four attracting maximum participation in the non-violent struggle and five winning wider support non-violent discipline is a key factor in achieving these aims and section 21